0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive
2: Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.
1: Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends.
0: um i think just being myself uh be a little bit more aggressive you know and that doesn't mean always scoring but you know looking for my my opportunities to score in the plays that we run and you know the things that we do i think that'll help open up you know stuff for my teammates you are locked on magic your daily podcast on the orlando magic part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
2: and you are indeed Locked on Magic. Today is November 5th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman from I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can just follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Orlando Magic's upcoming game against the Thunder. We'll also talk about the ways the Magic are hoping to change their offense or improve their offense to get back on the right track. And a lot of it has to do with with the man you heard at the top of the show, Markel Foltz. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's podcasts covering the Orlando Magic with a trucian detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here from a local expert who knows their team best. If you want the lowdown on the Oklahoma City Thunder, check out Locked On Thunder. If you want the lowdown on the Dallas Mavericks who the Magic will play on Wednesday check out Locked On Mavericks. It's a Locked On podcast for you, no matter what your favorite team is or what kind of team you're looking for. Plus, there are some great national podcasts too, including Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball. And new to the Locked On podcast network, we have the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show. On the latest episode of the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show featuring John Hollinger, former uh, former executive for the Memphis Grizzlies, as well as uh, ESPN writer and analytics guru, who's actually at the Magic Games over the weekend, uh, and Nate Duncan, who of course hosts the Dunk Don podcast. They talk about the long-term plans for the Orlando Magic and the Dallas Mavericks. Definitely uh, definitely looking, definitely an interesting look at what the Magic can do or will do moving forward as uh, this season is, a, I still think, a critical one in the team's ultimate development. You can find again all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts. Plus, NFL, MLB, college, and NHL podcasts too. Download your favorite podcast today on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: The Orlando Magic hit the road once again for back-to-back as they take on the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Dallas Mavericks. And at the beginning of the season, I, I think... The Oklahoma City Thunder are, are still somewhat widely considered to be a team that's going to fade away at the toward the end of the season, or as things move on throughout the season. They're, they got some great top end guys, um, and Chris Paul, Shea Gilders, Alexander, Stephen Adams, uh, Nerland Noel is a very solid role player, and of course, Danilo Gallinari is, is a very good player. So, this is a team that that I always felt you didn't want to see at the beginning of the season because they're going to be a team that's going to be tough to pick off. Now, that's been. A bit of a mixed bag, sort of like the Orlando Magic. The Oklahoma City or Thunder are two and four, and they've played mixed basketball. But they've played very similar to the Magic in a lot of ways. Their offense—they're—they're they're scoring more than more than a point per possession, unlike the Magic. But their offense has not been stellar. And, and you watch them play, and it's a lot of pick and rolls. It's a lot of isolation basketball with with Paul or, or say Shea Gilders Alexander trying to get into the paint to create the 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 create penetration and, and just kind of very simple actions and trying to make the defense collapse and, and then kick out the shooters and they don't have a lot of shooters. Got Gallinari the most notable of those shooters. But they rely a lot on their defense. Their defense is actually playing better than the Magics on average, even though they just gave up a lot of points to a New Orleans Pelicans team that scores a lot of points anyway. In a win, mind you. So so yeah, they they could they could score a little bit. Um you know they they got they they got more Reliable kind of one-on-one playmakers who can score and Chris Paul, sorry, Shea Gilders-Alexander, and all, and all that. But this is, the, this is the Thunder team that can get down and defend a little bit. Has some great athleticism between Terrence Ferguson, Hamadou Diallo, uh, obviously Nerlens Noel. Um, they've, they've got uh, Abdel, even, even somewhat Abdel Nader. They've they got a lot of guys who are willing to work hard And are willing to get after it defensively. And that's really all you can ask for from a young team like this. And then you have, you know, a budding star in Shea Gilders alexander a really nice young player in him. I don't know if he's a budding star, but certainly a very nice young player. And, you know, solid veterans in Chris Paul and Daniel Gallinari to pace the way. And, you know, they're expected to have Steven Adams back for Tuesday's game, but he's missed some time early on this season. And obviously he's a real solid uh, veteran option. He just knows how to score, knows how to play. And, knows how to do all the little things that it takes to win. So it, it's this is a team, this is a group that is perhaps, their record is probably a reflection of how they've played so far, but still a dangerous team, especially for a team like the Orlando Magic that, yes, the margin for error still feels very, very small. That, you know, if the mag, the Magic can beat anybody or get beat by anybody, and I think that's, that's how we felt at the end of last season, and that, that still feels like, how this team is and will operate for the time being. That is to say that this game has the potential to be a really ugly drag-out affair. Where I think the Thunder are defensive-minded in their athleticism and they recover and they fight and they scrap really hard. The Magic are are defensive-minded in their length. And so... The big thing for Orlando in this game is key is individual defense, keeping the ball out of the paint and defending the pick and roll. If Orlando can do that, if they're Orlando, because because Oklahoma City is going to put a lot of pressure on you, they 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 can play, uh, you know, essentially two point guards on the court at all times between Chris Paul, Shea Gilders Alexander, and Dennis Schroder. So they're always going to be able to put a little bit of pe- dribble penetration pressure on you, and so that means Orlando's got to do a really good job closing down the lane. Defending their man individually, getting back out to three-point shooters, not fouling, which was a big issue against the Denver Nuggets. It probably cost them a game against the Denver Nuggets. was kind of sloppy, lazy defense to, to close out possessions. You know, just reaching a little too much. And then rebounding to basketball. You know, I, I, I would argue that, you know, Orlando's identity and, and their their way to win is through their defense and through making games really, really ugly and running when they can. Don't get me wrong, I think they should run when they can. But I'm beginning to really think that the Magic should slow their pace down a lot more. Um, Again, run when you can, but when you can't run, just limit possessions. Make these games really, really difficult slugfests. Because I think the Magic's defense is good enough to get away with it. You know, I think the Magic's defense, again, I am, I'm a big believer in this team's defense. I think the Magic's defense has been outstanding to start this season. And really the only reason they're not winning games is they, they've missed a lot of open shots or they've, they are, and they've struggled a little bit to get their offense into a rhythm. And, and I think once that comes, we're going to see the Magic do some really dangerous, really good things, really dangerous things in this league. This is a game where the Magic have to kind of prove that, though. I think this is a game again. Where the Magic will rely heavily on their defense, and they're facing a a, a a feisty defensive team. You know, I I don't I don't know if what Oklahoma City is doing defensively is quite as sustainable as what the Magic are doing defensively. But this is a team that's going to fight. They're going to be feisty, and they're going to really make things hard for Orlando. And so Orlando's got to execute really well on that end. They can't turn the ball over. Um, you know again, it's it's all things that I feel like are in the magic's control yeah like yes, Oklahoma City is a good defensive team. yes Oklahoma City's gonna make the magic work for 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 every point and, and every opportunity. but if the magic can limit turnovers and execute their stuff, they should get decent scoring opportunities if they're they make good decisions at the rim, especially I think that is a big part of this upcoming game. Good decisions at the rim. Uh, they they should they, there are holes in this defense to pick it apart. But, of course, Orlando just hasn't taken advantage of those holes throughout the whole season. Their, their, their offense is the worst in the league at this point. Um, and so, to me, the big thing for the Magic in this game is lock down that defense. Defend the pick and roll well. You know, tag and, and, and don't let Steven Adams roll through the lane. Keep him off the offensive glass. Don't let, the, don't let Oklahoma City get second-chance opportunities. Obviously, don't foul. Limit turnover so they don't get out and transition themselves and just be really solid defensively. I think if the Magic are really solid defensively, they will have enough to win this game. The big thing thing that Oklahoma City has over Orlando is that if it's a close game, Chris Paul can create shots out of nothing. Uh, You know, Shea Gildas-Alexander can do it a little bit. And, And again, that's the big thing Orlando's missing. And when it comes to the offense, when it comes to things that the Magic are struggling to do offensively, it's this... Kind of, freelancing isn't the right word. I've used the word unpredictability, and and that isn't quite the word either. It's this ability to, as Evan Fournier will, will say coming up here, this ability to manipulate the defense the Magic need to figure out. And that's exactly why Markel Fultz is in the starting lineup now. Before we dive into that though, Manscaped. Is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Get 20% off free 20% off and free shipping with the Christ code LockedOn at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
2: Like statistically, you, you watch it, you know it's 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 been really bad this year. It's really, really, really struggled all season long. Um, it's been just frankly a difficult thing for this team to score consistently and get, put points on the board. I mean, it, it, that's, that's that's it's it's really that simple. They're last in league in offensive rating by I think three points per one hundred possessions, or nearly you know a, a significant amount. They're last in the league in effective field goal percentage by 2 or 3 percentage points. They're the only team in the league with a true shooting percentage worse than 50%. As everyone would point out to me, this is an offensive-minded league now. You can't win on just defense. And obviously, the Magic's record reflects that. The Magic are 2 and 4. Uh, and I, you know, honestly, the biggest issue with the Magic's lack of offensive production is their late-game execution. The Magic have had the lead in the fourth quarter of 5 of the 6 games they played so far. So to me, they've had a chance to win every game. That's why I'm still so very high on this team and why I think this defense is legitimate and all it's going to take is a little little bit from the offense. Not very much. I don't expect this team to be a top 15 offensive team by any stretch, but I do expect them to play a lot better and I do expect that to be enough to win a lot of games or give themselves a chance to win a lot of games. But undoubtedly something needs to change because the offense has struggled since the midway point of the preseason. And it hasn't quite gotten itself going. And Steve Clifford, would want say, the, the, the offense was struggling a little bit before that midway point in the preseason. I mean, there was that game that win against Atlanta that the Magic um, played really good defense in, but just could not score the ball. Uh, you, you know, I think Clifford would argue that the second unit really struggled throughout the whole preseason. And once the Magic suffered some injuries, it kind of knocked them all off rhythm. So, you know, maybe the Magic can get back to that, how they were playing against San Antonio, how they were playing against um, Detroit. But... That seems like a long time ago right now. So the Magic opted to make a change. Saturday, the Magic started Mark Fultz. And as, as, I, as I noted, I think, on yesterday's podcast, the results of that change were statistically de minimis, I would say, or, or minimal. It, it, it didn't cause that big of an effect. The Magic with Fultz in there, all the starters except for Aaron Gordon had a an on-court offensive rating better than 100, which, again, nothing impressive, nothing crazy good, but certainly better than anything the Magic have done so far. So it seemed like there was a little bit of a positive effect. But at the same token, by the end of the game, Orlando seemed to be stuck in the mud. Like I said, I think the biggest issues with the Magic's offensive execution it's more late game situations. Late late in that game against Denver, it did not look like anyone wanted to shoot. It looked like everyone was trying to force things and the Magic never really got their offense going. And this is the exact problem that Steve Clifford sees in the team. The exact problem that the Magic have is not that they can't execute their their, their sets. When, they, when they're given a play, when they're able to draw something up, the Magic get good shots. And honestly, I would say the Magic generally get pretty good shots. I mean, I, I think there's obviously still work to do, but I think the Magic execute pretty, not uh, execute better than their statistics suggest. But the Magic are unable to take that last step the step that's simply to play basketball.
0: Our biggest problem right now, though, John, to be honest with you, is it's when we're playing ball. And the way the NBA now is the biggest part of your offense. It's the end of the offense. You run a play playing ball. And that's when we're really struggling, is that when we're running sets and stuff like that, for the most part, you look at our execution, really. I sat there yesterday. I watched every offensive possession for the whole year. And the numbers prove it. I got it on everything, makes, misses, side out of bounds. When we're running our offensive sets and it's scripted, we're fine. When we're playing ball, which is the biggest part of NBA offense, the way it is now is we're struggling. It's because of that. It's, the ball's got to move freely. Uh, and, uh, you know, that will, by the way, when we start passing the ball to each other, sometimes you've got to pass it just to pass it. We'll be more inside out, too, because the defense will be moving more.
2: And this is something that you can readily observe, as Steve Clifford kind of notes here. It's something that you can see as you watch the team play. Just uh, literally just during the game on Tuesday. Watch how the Magic move the ball. As Clifford would go on to explain, it's, it's about making that next pass quickly. It's about knowing the next situation or the next read before it happens. It's about not pausing or thinking, oh, I can beat this guy or I can attack this guy. It's a more kind of flowing offense. So you're creating the space to attack rather than doing it from a standstill position. I mean, you could see it a lot in this team how, you know, and, and my big thing for the way the Magic have played so far is I, I don't think their passing has been crisp. I think that they've been a little sloppy with their, with their execution on that front and that's disrupted the timing of their offense so that they can execute effectively. They can't get that ball moving because they're not catching it clean. Like I mean, I mean, these little things all add up and they matter for a team that really can't break it down one-on-one. And so, the Magic have to kind of get back to that rhythm and that precision, and it is precision, that they've been missing all year long. They have to move the ball quick. They can't take that beat. They can't stand still. They can't probe a little bit if it's not creating purpose or if it's not doing anything. I mean, the Magic have gotten stuck a lot because they've made bad decisions at the rim. But a lot of that is from taking a dribble too deep and allowing the defense to kind of engulf you. That's what cannot happen for this team. Because right now they're struggling just to break defenses down at a basic level.
0: The key for us is that we don't really get easy baskets like system baskets. Yeah, no where we out-execute them and, you know, we, we exploit their mistakes. You know, we just kind of, um, like, we don't go through the motions, but we just do the play and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just wait for the last option to, uh, to work out where we could create uh, opportunities early on, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Magic guard Evan Fournier there talking about the Magic's offense, and he's right to a certain extent. Plays are meant to put players in positions to score. They're not meant to get the ball in the basket. They're meant to put players in a position to succeed where they can make the plays necessary to score. Especially when you get to the playoffs, because yes, we all still have an eye on the postseason. When teams know your sets just as well as you do, it's that ability to to, to freelance or to... to do something a little bit different, to tweak it just a little bit, to read the defense and change it and be on the same page to make that change that determines whether you win or lose. As Fournier would point out, there's little things that they can do. Like when they run a floppy set, instead of popping out to the the wing, flaring out to the corner or or reading the defense and, and, and maybe curling through the lane. Little things like that to change things up. Those are the things the Magic have to do. They can't just be so rote within the offense. And that's where Markel Fultz comes in. That's where a guy like Markel Fultz gives the Magic something that they don't otherwise have. As we've talked about here on the podcast before, Fultz is really good at getting into the lane. Even though teams are sagging off him and daring him to shoot, he is very good at keeping his dribble alive, playing with a rhythm and a pace that's different from everyone else, setting himself up for the mid-range jumper, but also passing it in traffic. DJ Augustine is good at getting through the lane and getting through traffic, but he can't finish at the rim in traffic. Not like Fultz can. And so starting Fultz is about, you know, getting DJ with that second unit a little bit so that they have a little bit of scoring punch and a little bit of dribble penetration punch. But it's really also about getting the magic to warp the defense a little bit in their own way. Fournier would, would call it manipulating the defense is what the Magic have to do. And that's what Fultz provides. And that's why Fultz is starting now. Because he can manipulate the defense in a way really no other player on this Magic team can't.
0: Which I'm still learning the offense a little bit. Not that I don't know our plays, but just learning where our, you know, where we're going to be open at, where my teammates going to be at, mm-hmm. and they're learning where I'm going to be able to have seams to drive. So I definitely think, you know as the season go up, that number should go up, and then you know everything's going to flow more better.
2: There will still be some growing pains, no doubt about it. But Foltz has already shown that he has great vision. You know, passes that fans have marveled at that he was able to make. Teammates have said throughout the season so far. Those are commonplace. That's what he's done in practice. And at this point, it's still just about learning everyone else's game and, and getting comfortable on the floor and establishing that rhythm and familiarity with faults. But undoubtedly, too, faults can make this huge difference for the team. Undoubtedly, the Magic need a little bit of that kick offensively. Again, that little bit of ability to manipulate the defense, to force the defense to react to something on the ball that isn't just a set play, isn't a screen, isn't a, a cut. That is an element Orlando knew they were going to miss before the season. It's, it's it's not a surprise that the Magic are struggling in this this facet. What's surprising is how poorly so many Magic players are shooting. It's been sort of a perfect storm of guys just not making shots that they normally make. And that's probably why there's still a lot of confidence the Magic are going to turn things around. There's still a lot of confidence that this is a little bit of a blip that the team can easily recover from, and at the end of the day too, yeah, the Magic have had a chance to win five of the six games they've played. So even with the offense struggling as much as it has, they're still capable of winning these games, and certainly capable of winning a game like Tuesdays against Oklahoma City. The Magic do know the offense has to come around at some point. They do know they have to make these shots, and that'll open things up in the paint as well. They do know that they have to keep moving the ball. They have to uh, execute their offense and, you know, trust trust the pass, you know, as, as Frank Vogel used to say, but trust that they can keep the ball moving, they will get it back, or that will lead to the next good shot or the next good opportunity. The ball can't stand still. The players can't stand still. And that's been the struggle for these first six games. And it's a struggle that we'll see if the Magic can get themselves out of and see if Markel Fultz is really a difference maker on that end.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip underscore Mean. of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us on Twitter there, at omagicdaily. That's good to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. Mike. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
1: You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day.